Welcome to the Cosmic Business Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Palace, and this podcast is for soulful entrepreneurs who want to harness the cosmic power of astrology to elevate their message, unlock flow, and attract their best clients ever. Join me every week and get excited to discover how you can use the energy of the cosmos to get the business breakthrough you've been waiting for. Numerology is an ancient esoteric science that looks at the vibrations and energy embedded in numbers, letters, and human destiny. It has such a beautiful synergy with astrology, and that's why I am so delighted to welcome our guest today. Her name is Novalee Wilder. She's a Danish actress and artist turned professional numerologist and published author who lives in Los Angeles. She has explored personal growth techniques and the keys to understanding and illuminating the human condition through all of her work, but the years of training paled in comparison to the life-altering experience of changing her name with the help of numerology. She was blown away by the potency and accuracy of this tool. She's since spent a long time studying it. She's an expert in her field and she's written a number of books. And that's why in today's conversation, we talk about everything from understanding your own base numbers in numerology to the power and energy within your name and how changing your name can impact your life and your business. And if you stick around to the end, we even talk about the power and energy behind your prices and how to really set prices that are going to sell. So this is such an exciting and interesting conversation. I know you are going to love this. Hang around till the end. Let me know what you think. Welcome back to another episode of the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. Novalee Wilder is a professional numerologist, a mentor, and a writer who helps people change their name and in turn their life. She's also works with naming of any and all things from babies to businesses. And I know you work with a lot of uh, women in business. And I'm really excited today to talk with you about exploring this synergy between astrology and numerology because I've noticed this in in the resources that you have that are going to help people understand more about their path in business and in life. And I'm really, really excited to talk more about this idea of name change and how that can also contribute to, I guess, reforming us in business and in life as well. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the invitation. I'm very excited. Yeah. And I like this focus on like the business aspect of our numbers and our names. Brilliant. So I'd love for you to tell us a bit about your background, how you got into numerology in the first place, and even a bit of how you use it in your own business. So I'm originally from Denmark and I always wanted to be an actor, which is what I became. You know, I studied and I worked and... At some point, I had this like, you know, sometimes in hindsight, we can see it where I was like, I need to get out of here. (laughs) Like, I need to get out of Denmark. Both I wanted to study more intensely and something in me, this was uh, a couple of years after my mom passed, 
where I suddenly had this feeling of like, I'm not so tied to one place mm. anymore. I feel like when you have family or close family, whether they are really loving relationships or maybe more dysfunctional ones, you can feel very tied to a specific place and energy. Yeah. And I felt like I was ready to do something different. So I signed up for an acting course in New York and I moved to New York, which was really big. You know, I've traveled around, but I've never moved continents before. Yeah. And so it was culture and language and energy and a really great acting school. And then after like six months where I think my teachers were like very excited for me and I was like, yeah, I'm doing good work here. But I was like, I am having some of the same damn problems that I had or have had before. And I've thrown therapy and energy work and what have you at them. And now I'm here again. And so I was introduced to numerology and I had a name change session because I'm a little bit, you know, go big or go home with things. I'm like, if you don't know if it works until you do it, you know, so sometimes you just have to jump. I'm also a Leo and an Aries moon, you know, there's some fire in me that says, I mean, if you don't jump, why are we standing here talking about it? Like, you know, so I jumped, I had a name chain session with a numerologist, which was this equally parts freeing and very painful experience because there was no nowhere to hide. And numerology is a very honest way of looking very honest and very practical. While you can, of course, in all readings kind of like focus on the good and the light and the positive and the gifts, you know, getting your numeroscope read really reveals some of the inner workings and the issues. So I had the name change session and my numerologist was like, we have to let go of all of it. Like you cannot keep any of your names. You can't keep your first name. You can't keep your middle name. You can't keep your last name. And she was like, I mean, we can try to spell it differently. But again, I was like, well, I mean, if you are telling me that I should throw it all away, then I'm going to throw it all away and see what happens next. It maybe was also a little bit easier because I had been in New York for like six months. So like telling my friends, hey, I want to be called something different. They were like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's fine. And I didn't come like back home fully until like two years later. And by then it was so ingrained, this new name and this new energy in me. So when people were like, oh, I can't, I don't remember. Or what is it again? Or like if they made a mistake, I was a little bit like, you've had two years. <laughs> it is ingrained in me. Yeah. And from the change, so many things change. Like my relationship to my body and my sexuality and my sensuality and my creativity and my relationship to my stories about love and relationship and men and how I fit into that and also like love as the force it is in our life mm. and my own heart and like a shit ton of stuff yeah. changed like every single aspect of my life and I there was also some things where I was just really faced with the lies I told myself and these are like the stories and habits that we think, oh, this is who I am. Mm. And a name change definitely says, no, 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 no. <laughs> this was your old name or an old filter or an old story. Yeah. This is lo no longer true. So now you're just trying mm. to like see the world through this mm. filter. But it's not, it's no longer playing out. It's no longer possible. It doesn't fit anymore. Mm. Like you keep trying to take on, like put on clothes that are like too small. 
and being like, oh, it fits. No, it doesn't. Like, let's stop lying. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But like, how does it work? And so this is the long (laughs) version of the story. I was like, I have to study it. So I found, you know, yes, I read some books, but I found my first teacher and took my first like full on becoming a neurologist course, which I think many people do when they finally find their tool. Mm. It opened up so much for me too, where I was like, oh, apparently I'm good at this. Like these numbers, they speak to me, you know, like I can read it once and I'm like, I know this stuff. And I did have that feeling of like maybe recollection or... You know, I never listened back to the recordings of our classes or I never had to refer very much to to extra papers. It just kind of like came online for me. Yes. That doesn't mean that I didn't like study or that (laughs) I don't keep studying. I understand. Because there are always new aspects and facets. But I was like, oh, this is not hard, Mm. which is also an interesting feeling to have Mm. about your business because in the end it became my business I got very lucky with my name change my boyfriend won the green card lottery and we got married and we decided to live and work in the U.S. which is also you know a very lucky thing which is something that can also lie in a name yeah and I decided that if I was moving to the U.S. and if I was doing this numerology thing then it couldn't fail Mm. I was like I'm not nothing wrong with it But I have worked in small bakeries and small shops and I've done all the entry level jobs to sustain the the acting Mm. uh, journey. And I am done with that. And sometimes you can make that decision. So I was just like this numerology journey moving to the US, this is what I'm doing. Mm. So I went pro from like day one. And I really recommend everyone just to go pro, just decide that this is going to work out. It's going to go... The whole idea that it can fail, like that is not, I mean, you are going to fail once in a while, but the whole journey, I mean, as long as you don't stop, then then it will open for you. And then, you know, that whole overnight success, they can't see the work. Eventually you know, happens. Like it's it's going to happen <laughs> yeah. for you. Yeah, it's going to happen. People are going to pop into your inbox on Instagram and be like, hey, yes. you want to come on my podcast? Yes, see? <laughs> and, and tell about these things. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. So... Yeah, it was through my own name change and kind of getting fed up with my own bullshit, which I what I really recommend if you want to make big change in your life. Yes. Getting really fed up with your own bullshit. It's uh, usually where the real growth happens, not just like, oh, I should I yeah. should do something. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I worked with a lot of clients and kind of developed more and more different sessions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, each client is different and, you know, they teach me just as much as I like reveal Mm. or show to them about how the numbers work specifically for a person of this gender and this skin color who grew up in this area. Like, you know, there's so many aspects to Mm. not just the numbers, but how they play out in a certain person's life. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, then it just expanded. I got offered a book deal and, you know, talking about luck, I'm not saying that I didn't work for it, but again, when we decide we can't fail, universe goes like, well, I guess I got to give her something to do then. (laughs) If she decides to not fail in this direction, she must do something. So I wrote my first book and I just finished my second book that comes out in the, in the end of this year. That's exciting. But that was kind of, that's my numerology journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was maybe also one of the things in my life apart from acting where I was like, oh, I don't get tired of this. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm not getting tired of this. Where with other things, I might have tried them out and been like, oh, well, I should get a real job and I should do a real thing and I should (laughs) do this, that and the other. But 
numerology and acting are apparently like my two loves, the things that keep making sense to me. There you go. I love that. I love that you found your thing relatively early in life and that you get that feeling of like, oh, yeah, I know this. It's like remembering it rather than learning it for the first time. It's like you're remembering it. And so that's why it kind of sticks in your mind so much easier. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if it's the right tool, then it it does that. Mm. Like it opens up your own intuitive aspects and channels and gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Your style of numerology wasn't one that I was familiar with until, you know, this week when I was (laughs) investigating the type of numerology that you do, and that is Chaldean numerology. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yes, that's right. So can you just explain a little bit about that and the kind of and why you use that that particular version and maybe a little bit about what the difference is because people might be like oh well I thought my number was this and now my number is this because that's what I noticed I was like oh I yes, thought yes, I was yes. this yeah yes well first of all like whatever resonates mm. and whatever makes you feel seen is the right system and tool for you yeah And also a true reader or user of any system will tap into something universal. Mm. So, you know, I could get a reading from an astrologer that uses whatever system. And I could get a reading from an astrologer that uses the same system. Mm. But they could be wildly different readings depending on how tapped in the reader is. And of course, like how they choose to and the empathy they have and how, (laughs) how good they feel that day. Yeah. And so I just want to like preface this. It's so no one feels like they're in the wrong. And I use Chaldean numerology, which is the most prevalent form of numerology in Denmark. So weirdly enough, numerology has traveled over the globe and some forms of numerology had more followers in certain parts of the world and more books were written and translated um, of certain systems. And some of the, I mean, this is not to... uh, shame the Pythagorean system, but I do think that it is very simple and very easy to convey. And you could probably, from reading a few books, get a pretty good grasp Mm. of most of the system. Of course, you know, it takes time to master and do calculations over and over again. And having studied with multiple teachers of Chaldean numerology, I really (laughs) understand why maybe there are fewer Chaldean Mm. books on numerology. And maybe this is a system that is a little more advanced Mm. and a little more complex and a little bit maybe in turn yeah maybe more likened to something like astrology Mm. where it's not just having venus in virgo Mm. it's like where is your sun and where is all the other things and like the Mm. comprehensive understanding where you can't just go like oh i'm a seven in the system and so that's all i am or like simplified, like, oh, my name is Sophia mm. and it adds up to this vibration. So mm. I don't have to compare or combine any things or make any extra calculations. Yes, that is just it. like simple and nice and easy. Mm. And also when we look at the alphabet, whatever alphabet you use, but the Pythagorean system just says A is one, B is two. Mm. It's just like Yes. There's one alphabet system and this one number system. We're going to smack them together and they're just going to fit. And yes. the Chaldean system is a more like, well, yes, A is one, but B is not two. And like it's the system of how the numbers correspond to the letters, that's different. different. So how you read name vibrations are different. 
And when you look at someone's birthday in the Chaldean system, we start with the day. Mm. So I'm born on the 28th. Me too. Because 8 is 10. <laughs> We're two ones there here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> one plus zero <laughs> is one. Yes. yes. So we start with the day where the Pythagorean system adds all the numbers in your birthday together. Yeah. We're in the Chaldean system. We're like the day yeah. and the year and the sun sign. Yeah, I noticed that. So while we do look, we do look, of course we don't look. I mean, if someone is born on, you know, 7-7, seven, seven, 19 something, that also adds up to 7. I do notice that there's a lot of 7, seven energy showing mm. up there. But I'm more interested in the fact that they would, you know, maybe be a cancer if they're born in the beginning of, of July. Right. So like I would overlap that too. okay right so you're using so you're not really using the month you're using instead of the month you're using their star sign their sun sign is that what you're saying yes okay yeah because yeah because you can't ignore it it's like yeah. astrology you can't ignore astrology that's <laughs> my experience <laughs> yes you just you can't ignore it and i can also tell for example like if i have someone you know like i'm a one and a leo mm. and the number one is connected to leo yeah so i got a lot of leo energy yes. or one energy showing up in my birthday which is very often going to happen i i don't think i've ever had a client where their astrology chart didn't like pretty much overlap connecting with certain parts of their of their numbers there because you know my yearly number or if you add the numbers of the year i was born if they add up to six which is uh venus and care and home and family and creativity but it's also cancer yes. energy and my rising sign is cancer yes so i was like you know like some of these things overlap and also there's like a higher ruler sometimes yes. for the signs yes sometimes when i talk uh, you know that's why sometimes if you listen to me talk about <laughs> how they connect you're going to be like oh but that number doesn't you didn't say that the last time mm. but more than one number yeah. or more than one ruler can influence a number. So that's sometimes also the intuitive reading where you sit with someone, you go like, I think we are going to talk a lot about seven energy and Neptune here. Yeah. Even though like maybe it only shows up once or twice, but you can mm. feel that like that aspect is again, like every system works for the people it really works for. And then there's the intuitive aspect where you go, mm. this is where the gold is. This is where I'm going to start to dig. Yeah, and this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so, when you're looking at from from this Chaldean perspective, you're looking at your day number, which is your either mm -hmm. either if you've got a single digit day number, that's easy, or if you've got a double digit number, you're adding them together. Yeah, you um, need to find the digits. Um, you can't be a twenty eight. No, it can't be twenty eight. Yeah, so you have two to plus you eight have to be a single one. number. Yes, you take that number. You take your sun sign. And then you look at the, the number of the year added up together, right? Yes. So for me, I'll say my year. I was born in 1983. So that number added up together from my calculation is three, right? So that then yes. becomes yes. like, you know, it's like a, I can't remember. I think I, I got the double digit first before I added that up. But so then you, your base numbers are what you call them. One, your, your, yes, year, your one and day three. number, and then your year number is your other base number, and then your sun sign. Yeah. And that's for your birth date. And then obviously you're going to, you also look at the, your name number and you calculate that in a different way using yes. the. Yeah. And that's the, the thing is kind of like with everything else, like you start with the biggest pieces of the puzzle. Mm. 
And so no matter what your name is, the most important thing to always know is your base numbers. Yes. And if the older texts you read of Chaldean numerology, and I think this is true for some Pythagorean numerology as well, like some of the terms we use today didn't exist 100 years ago mm. or 3,000 years ago. I don't know if people were talking about life path numbers then. Yeah. Maybe they were just talking about numbers because when you read old Chaldean books, you realize they don't preface them with anything. Mm. They're just like, you're a one. <laughs> you're a one, you're a one, you're a one. Yeah. They don't even use like base or base. Or okay, right. Like also, for me, I kind of want to sometimes just make it a little bit more practical. Yes. And and I feel like sometimes being like, well, this is the base number, understanding that this is your core, your base, your foundation, your unchangeable parts, mm. and the gifts and lessons of challenges of that number, they are just unchangeable. So forever, you and me are going to grow through being a one, mm. <laughs> and we're going to work out what leadership is to us and we're going to figure out why we sometimes have issues with authorities yes. and we're going to work out what it is to be an outspoken person or someone who always has an opinion or a solution or a way of doing it yes and like we're going to work out what does it mean to be a leader in a female body in whatever society and culture we're growing up in mm. and some of it comes with certain privileges and other things are like i'm a bitch now mm. you know leadership looks different in um, different bodies. And sometimes that's also part of like the reading I have to do with people that like some of the terms also like one is a masculine number. Mm. So it's an energy that moves forward mm. first. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, like forward to create a solution or start a fire or share an idea or cheer someone on yeah. or believe in something. And sometimes some of these things are seen as masculine. Yeah. And so we get told off mm. that we are too loud or, you know, like often the work is to <laughs> uh, clarify the core of the number and then look at the trauma that is unavoidable. Mm. Sometimes when we have it and like the ideas we have told ourselves about, ooh, it's a lot of energy I come here with. I better soften it or make it more palatable and I can't be too loud or too brass or I can't be too my way. Yeah. This is the way, my way. I'm going in this direction. Come <laughs> on, people. You know, I'm allowed to yell, yes. but I'm not allowed to be angry. Anger is one of the things that fuel mm. many of the leadership numbers. So this is why I wanted to bring you on the show because I think so much of what we learn through these different ways of understanding ourselves you know, whatever re resonates with you, but you can take parts of it all to kind of connect the dots. Like I think understanding mm. that about me, not, you know, knowing that I have that, that base number one, even though I don't have necessarily any strong Leo or Aries, I would, I would also associate the one with Aries energy, but like that was how yeah. I kind of translated it in my mind, but in my astrology mind, but. Well, the fire, it's the, the fire, fire but is there, you know, some, yeah. yeah, you can also just reduce it to the element and then yeah. whatever one sparks for you first. I mean, the beginning of thing is very Aries. Yeah. So it's also, yeah, the beginning sign, also. it's also ruled by the sun. So it has that same, yes. you know, that Leo sun energy as well. But it's just interesting that in my chart, I don't have that you know like you've got the leo sun you've also got an aries moon mm. but i don't have that but i do have aspects between the planets that give that kind of that fieriness that kind of the yeah. you know the activation of mars and that kind of thing that i can see 
but then knowing the numer knowing then more through the numerology really helps me to understand that part of myself that might not be so obvious in the astrology chart. It's just a beautiful kind of synergy. I just love it. Yeah. I mean, it's another way in and I'm like, and mm. any way that works, mm. you know, and, and the better we get at whatever we get good at, yeah. the more we realize that any way can actually be in that. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> from where you start in the maze yeah. or on the map, like the, the core is the same. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about names <laughs> because I know you love yes. talking about names, but also this is fascinating to me as somebody who has changed her name. I have now I'm on my third name <laughs> of this lifetime. Yes. As in last name. Love it. Very one, by the way. Very one. <laughs> okay. Let's get something new in here. Yes. Bring in the new <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, yes. you know, I, I haven't changed my first name. I've always been a Sophia, but mm -hmm. my last name has changed three times. So, yeah. I was born with a name. I got married. I changed my name. And then I got divorced and I changed my name by choice. I'm remarried now, but I'm not taking my husband's name. What I'm interested in is, because we had a chat offline before we were recording, about mm -hmm. how choosing your name can bring in this whole different kind of element, especially I suppose if you're in business. Like you, you can choose a business name, but also choosing your own name can bring you into a new energy. So in numerology, every letter corresponds to a number. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the letters in any name, anything that is named, we could also do it for specific words, but they would have to be assigned to an entity to really matter. Yes, they have to, to have us. an energy. I do know that some people are like, oh, the energy behind this word. And I'm like, unless we're naming something with that word, it's less interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So we come up with a name vibration like the energy of each name based on the value that comes out from adding all the, the letters together or the numbers together. And so we look at these name vibrations, they fit into a numeroscope, which is not the same as a horoscope, but it is kind of like a chart that your numerologist will, will do. And they will maybe look at your past numeroscope. So, you know, if one has changed their name more than once, mm. I would definitely look at, okay, well, where did you start out? Mm. Your birth numeroscope is always going to tell me something about what was needed in your family because mm. it's always going to fit with your experience of growing up in that family mm. and since the name was chosen by your parents it's very often that parents pass on not just the energy of the last name but they might pick other name vibrations that they know so you know Sophia the vibration of Sophia is 25 7 mm -hmm. so we say the double digit number and then we say the digit sum mm -hmm. And someone in your family, maybe your mom, maybe your dad, could have carried that vibration just in a different name. And so when they saw Sophia, something in with them were like, yes, I know this, yeah. I'm passing it on. Yes. And so gifts can be passed on. There are definitely a lot of naming gifts where you can also kind of see in families where, you know, if you have like a story where your dad or your mom fought for a name, mm. or they were like, this, this is it, this has to be. Mm. in my child's like name and they often fight for the gifts which is beautiful right and then also sometimes we see some of those things where we're like oh, why is no one letting this energy die like this is just not helpful for anyone doesn't fit anyone oh. but you carry around like a stone in your shoe where you're so used to the stone in your shoe 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes the stone in the shoe are like really major, like victim patterns or loss patterns or mm-hmm. anger issues, like, you know, because, or addiction, because they also travel through families and they are tied up sometimes in some of these energies. And so we can read a person's energies through their name. Mm-hmm. And since names can be changed, we can see how things evolve. And usually people lighten their name. So they might, in a name change, if they do it by themselves and they don't work with a numerologist, mm-hmm. they might amplify certain aspects where they're like, they kind of know it. So naming yourself is kind of like naming a child where it's going to feel good and it's going to feel like home. You're going to be like, yes, like this vibration. Yeah. So often what I see in numeroscopes is that like the things just change position. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I always say if you're getting married and if you're contemplating taking his name, if it feels expansion and, and you feel happy, yes. that's how it's, it should Expanded. feel like. You should feel like the name feels like your body is opening and there is more space. Yeah. It should be a physical experience, mm. not just in your head. Yeah. As your head comes up with stories about being easier to be around and following tradition and not making a fuss oh, and what yes. have you. But your body is not really so much into that. That's right. <laughs> so your body says yes, it's a yes. And I see that when that happens, if people take on, like I had a reading many years ago, where I actually had a reading with the husband, and then he was like, oh, can you quickly look at her? And I looked at her maiden name and her married name, and I think the only thing I told her was like, your life got so much easier, didn't it? Didn't you got married and your life just got so much easier? easier yeah because of the life theme in her wow numeroscope had changed between like a very heavy very struggle very sisyphus yeah oh my god we're just pushing boulders up hills and that's all we do yeah to a very light very easy very i'm being helped energy and she was like yeah i don't know people are so nice now (laughs) and i was like yeah (laughs) not that there are no assholes but yeah. people are so nice now. And that can sometimes also happen, mm. you know, in name changes. So just for, this is my PSA for anyone listening. Mm. If it doesn't feel like a full body yes, we're not changing our name. Right. Okay. Because what can happen when you take his name is that you amplify some aspect of your energies that you don't want. Mm. And maybe the balance of energy tips over that maybe he was managing just fine with whatever the name vibration was, but you carrying it too amplifies the energy. Yeah. So it's like another fire is being started maybe, and now there is too much smoke in the room, and maybe that relationship Mm. can't take that much smoke. That is the image you're getting today. What about, uh, I mean, I suppose it would wouldn't it was it's still going to change your name vibration but I'm just thinking about you know my husband is Colombian he's from South American country and Mm. in South America they keep both of their parents names yes they don't take their father's name interesting right like yes it's always interesting to experience a culture that has done something with the naming tradition Mm. that either keeps it in status quo Mm. or opens it in some way like in lots of countries you can't actually change your name yeah like you actually can't yes and then it has to follow like you have to be named dotier like if you're the daughter of someone yes, like you I had know. to add yeah. dotier to your last name yeah. and so it's like mom better have a good first name we can't really uh do so much but here that's we have interesting to so that's name the mo- you- they take the mother's name 
Yeah, the, they can. Then, like, the only things that we can change there is they can either take the, you know, be like Sophia's daughter mm. or like if it was Adam, Adam's son or yeah. Adam's daughter. So like as a numerologist with certain cultures, I'm like, okay, yes. I have a restriction here. Yeah. What can I do about yeah. this? I mean, in Norway, you can only change your name every 10 years. Right. That's just a rule. So if you file for something with a name change, it doesn't matter if you get divorced or something else there. They're not going to like you process that name it. change until 10 years later. Right. So also as a numerologist, we're very careful mm. with Norwegian clients. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I can't fuck this up. Not that I do that, but you know, like we were just like, okay, we're just crossing our teeth, yeah. dotting our yeah, eyes. Yeah. You got to keep this name for 10 years. A little. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. others, you know, like, I mean, in Denmark, it's an online thing and you have your answer within 24 to 48 hours and then the whole system is digital so it's changed yes absolutely everywhere with a click of a button oh wow that's so that's easy it's a very very easy yeah you know probably also why Chaldean numerology is so popular in Denmark is because you can use it very quickly you don't have to like go through the courts or right. do a lot of stamps it's not very expensive so yeah there is also that aspect of name change in mm. different cultures and different countries and yeah so you've got if to be aware if you're going. Has made it easy. Yeah. To, yeah. If you're going to change yeah. your name, you've got to be aware of, yeah, what what's required to do that. I mean, I'm like yeah. you. I'm 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 pretty lucky in Australia that it's not too difficult to change your name. It's just you know a bit of paperwork. But yeah, for some people it can be very difficult. And I have a Greek heritage as well. So when I am in Greece, where I had a Greek bank account, I couldn't use my name. I had to use my father's name. <laughs> Like as in, he, oh, wow. my father's not yeah. not at all Greek, right? My mother's side is Greek, but I couldn't I I couldn't use my middle name. I had to use his name as my middle name, yes. and that's why I was so intrigued by the South American system of using both last names because then you can kind of identify how the families came together and where you came from, but in a different way that feels a little bit less patriarchal, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it feels lovely in certain mm. ways, but it is also harder, it is harder. in many Latin American countries to, yes. to change your name, yes. and they really want that two-last name thing. They really want that, and that, They're that really gives not you... happy. They're not yeah. really happy. Yeah, I mean, and even if it's two last names that are not spanish sounding mm, yes. they're still like well i mean you gotta have two what do you, you want me two. to do with this empty space on this <laughs> form like but then that becomes something there that becomes so, you really know, confusing I, I also here had, because if we have like my yeah. husband has two last names nobody understands the concept of two last names here so they just put his last name like his his final name yeah and yeah. his <laughs> first last name becomes his middle name so you yeah. kind of in australia you've got to hyphenate your name otherwise the names get lost. Yeah. So anyway, that's well. I mean, the good the good thing here. I just want to say for anyone listening yeah. is that like hyphenating a name doesn't change the energy. Okay. It still stays. That's uh, good stays to know. Two names. Good to so know. you know, like if you wanted to look at his names and the name energy, just ignore that hyphen. Like yeah. don't even yeah. plot it into a calculator or a whatever because yeah. uh, hyphens just like dots and accents. They don't they count. Don't, they don't matter so much. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Awesome. All right. Well, yes. we got a little sidetracked on that whole <laughs> debate, but but I think it's really interesting to just think about, like, you know, because we kind of sit in our 
a little bubble a bit sometimes and we don't consider how it works for other people in other places, other parts of the world. And that's really... It is a thing that I uh, often share with people. I'm like, remember if I'm having a client who normally speaks a different language, I'm like, think about how this is going to show up in a passport. Yes. If you, you know, young people, teenagers, also children, I'm like, it is lovely to use some of the letters that are only in the Danish language, but... How are you interested in giving your kid a name that works more internationally? Mm, yeah. Because then there are certain names that are just off the table or that the spelling is going to be weird. I also really recommend whatever you change your name to, Google it. Google it. Google it. Google it. <laughs> Whether it's a business name or your own name, it's really good to know if you share it with someone or a different business or... Mm. You know, in this day and age of technology and the internet, it's really good to um, own your name yeah in that way like if if possible i was very excited that no one was named nobly wilder i was like taking it so like there's also some claiming that can happen mm. there and i think i don't know if we talked about it yet but like we all just really also have stories about our name and maybe mm. sharing it with others or maybe you're named after someone in your family that no one likes or maybe you're yeah. you know like maybe there are also some naming stories that with a name change or like some rewriting of your own story, which you're allowed to do, like it could feel better. Yeah. And I think we were talking offline about that kind of hesitation around changing your name because you, you've you got the story from your parents or your family that, you know, that name has so much meaning or significance yeah. and it feels really difficult to break away from that sometimes and, and claim your own different story. And sometimes we have to pick up if we're picking up on a story that they have going on and not a story that's actually true for us. Yes. So any action you take can be taken as a rejection by someone else. Mm. Even actions you take in love can be taken by someone else as a rejection. Yeah. I have seen this with people who have changed maybe the spelling of a last name, one letter. Mm. No one would notice. No one would care. No one has noticed except for their parents who were like, oh, my God, you are rejecting us. Yes. You do not want to be part of this family anymore. I cannot. But, you know, the whole yeah. conniption and the, you know, yeah. fake fainting and the like gossip through the ranks and mm. uncles and aunts being pulled in. And I was just like a name change is not a rejection of your parents mm. or your heritage or the love and care that they have for you. Yeah. And. If they need to have this little drama play out, mm. then let them have that little drama play out. And if they need to bring it up at every single family get together, I promise you if it wasn't that, it would be something else they would come up with. Because some people just love a little drama. That's right. And so sometimes that's also like just looking at your family and going like, am I afraid of this? Because I know that my family loves drama and I am going to feed them a lovely little thing they can gnaw on for years. <laughs> well, I am okay with that. Just saying this is one fire sign to the world. It is okay <laughs> if they want the drama mm. and that. That's fine. That's fine. I see different things in my clients. Sometimes people are like, oh, I have to be named something very close or, you know, like I have to combine mm. my old name with something new in a way where they can still call me mm. that because I just can't, I can't take the fight. 
Yeah. And I'm always like, ooh, that's an interesting deep story. Mm. Your name change is going to release it. Maybe on the other side, you're going to find that this whole fear is just gone. That's right. That's right. And then you're going to find that it's not such a big deal if you don't get so impacted by it. And then, of course, I also have clients who are like, who could have a problem? Yeah. Why would anyone ever have a problem with what I do? Well, I'm like, whoo, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> More of that into the world. But yeah, you know, people are going to react to you. And it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission sometimes. Mm. Not that you have to ask for forgiveness, but I'm like, do the thing. Yeah. And then show them the thing. It's kind of like a haircut. If you start telling your friends or your family, mm, I'm thinking of changing my hair, thinking of cutting it, thinking of coloring it. What they hear is give me input. Yeah. Give me input on this information I'm telling you. And people don't like change. And so that's what they're going to do. People, people no, feel uncomfortable and I with mean, that. Also, other people feel uncomfortable. If it's like, oh, are you allowed to change? Mm. You know, are you allowed to change? Are we allowed to do this? If us talking about this like brings up stuff for you, I have a podcast episode all about yeah. what to do when someone else, someone you love changes their name, which is like a podcast episode that I recorded for the loved ones. Yes. <laughs> of my clients, because I was like, if you have problems with change and transformation then someone doing a big thing is going to trigger a bunch of stuff and maybe also depending on your age you could also have that thing of like oh maybe it's only for the young mm. where you could be like oh i'm too old to make major changes in my life and here is someone showing me that it's doable and mm. you know i have clients in their 60s and 70s and 80s and they're very you know like oh i've never done anything for myself and this is like my final chapter and I'm going to do all the things that I've held back on. Yeah. And I wish I, you know, that's also what people say. I wish I had done this 50 years ago. That's right. <laughs> or something. So I'm also just saying that, like, permission granted for yes. anyone listening or, or watching this. Like, yeah. you're allowed to change. You have permission. I grant you the permission to change whatever it is that you feel like you want to change, especially if it feels like, a free fall, a jump off a cliff, a big thing, mm. something that someone is going to create some drama and some gossip. Absolutely. Go for it. Follow the fear all the way to the door. Be like, what are, what are the worst thing they're going to do? Call me my old name with like this air of like, I can't be bothered. Okay, I'll survive. The rest of the world is going to call me by my new name. Yeah. To give us a little bit of insight into what can happen yes. if you change your name and you, and you are able to shift vibration. Can you tell us how you work with people in that business sense? Like how would you, what would you be looking for maybe to change a name for more success in business? So I always, I also do name changes and naming for businesses. Mm. So, you know, picking dates, formation dates yes, and, and names for businesses. But I always say it starts with you. Mm. The business is a tool. You're the motor or like the energy source. Yes. So even if it's its own entity, it's an LLC in the US or, you know, whatever form it takes in your country where it becomes its own entity, even if it gets to like having a board of directors really being a big thing. And it also goes, not that I do it a lot, but like if you ever want to speculate with the stocks and stuff like mm. that, I do look at businesses, but I look at the people who run them mm. because yeah. it's their personal energies that are going to impact what's going on. It's their personal yearly cycles that are going to show up there. It's You don't look at the Republican Party. <laughs> if yeah. you want to know if it's going to win the next election, you, you look at the person at the people. running mm -hmm. for office. Yeah. And so 
With people, I really recommend that we work on your personal name change first. And a name change as I do it is that we're going to find names and energies that support you as much as possible. So we're going to look at your base numbers and we're going to see what they're here to do in the world. And then we're going to look at what in your current numoscope is kind of like hindering that. So maybe you don't see yourself clearly. Maybe the world doesn't see you clearly. That's the filter image. It makes a lot of sense to us. We understand how filters change reality, sometimes very drastically, whether or not you're on one side of the camera or another. Mm. And so a name change is how I like, I pick the name vibrations. You pick the names. I don't pick the names. I just pick the name vibrations. Yeah. And you're going to be more you, which is such a <laughs> cliche thing to say. But a name change is going to make you more you. Yeah. It's going to give you more access to the energy and the energy centers you already have in your body. And each base number is also connected to a specific chakra. So for example, if you are a one, your heart chakra or like your sensual and sexual chakra is the most important chakra to connect to, keep clean and listen to as a one. All the other centers are of course in play, but usually when ones get stuck, we get stuck down in the, oh, is it fun? And do I really want to create this? What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And is it, does it feel good down there? <laughs> Yeah. Their traction in this, if there's fire underneath the logs, like, mm, do I burn? Mm. And do I want to like eat it, taste it, sleep in it, roll around in it? Kind of like it's a very physical, usually, experience for a one. And, you know, different centers for different base numbers. It would be too much to get into here, but the resource and my book goes into that. Great. And so we align these things. You go through a name change and that is usually like the first year after a name change is where we unravel the old. So usually that first year is very like things coming up to get released. We literally call it the release, the first 12 months. I call it the release. You could call it the detox, the untangling, like whatever feels good. And yeah. it's going to happen no matter what. You can't do more homework than others on that. And it usually means that a lot of that stuff where like, oh, I thought I was unlovable. The release shows you, well, you're very loved. Mm -hmm. Okay. What would it be to be in the world and be loved? Mm. What would that do to you? Or yeah, it could work on your self-confidence, your acceptance of yourself. Maybe your goals and values get more embodied. Maybe certain things get moved. I also, before I changed my name, I think I was very single-minded. I found it very painful to realize that so many of my, I mean, it was painful to wake up and realize that so many of my relationships were one-sided, which I think is a maybe very Leo and one energy, is that like you bring so much fire to the damn table that other people don't need to bring a lot. Not to be a whole like episode on one energy, but like we all bring something to the table yes. and sometimes we bring so much of it that no one else brings anything. Yes. And sometimes like the balance in your relationships are going to get like recalibrated. And yeah. maybe if you stop giving, people might have a little, little drama with that. You're going to be all like, what is up with you? So that can recalibrate. So like, oh, th that's what I say usually for people who come for a business session. They're like, okay, I'm going to change the name of our business. I'm like, great. You want to start with a personal name change? I mean, we can do the other. Yeah. But like, also, you know, maybe new gifts are going to come online or like interests and like, 
what always comes through a name change is a more like balanced sense of your own spirituality. Mm. Because you can't be fully connected without also connecting upwards and inwards and into whatever gifts. And, you know, like I remember having a reading before I changed my name where so where this man told me, he was like, you, you know, you do have some clairvoyant gifts. And I was like, really? Yeah. What? Me? <laughs> and then after my name change, I had this thing where I was standing in front of a friend and I was like, did your grandmother pass away? And she was like, yeah, why are we talking about wow. this now? I was like, she's right here. And I am not normally, by the way, a channel for any and all things. But one of the things, and I have also maybe on purpose and my own fears, I was like, that's really interesting. I think I'm going to keep to the numbers. It was really nice to grandmother. It was really lovely. There was a lot of love coming through. I was like, I understand, right? Like mediumship must be a very rewarding trait or like field. But I was like, whoo. So... I would also say maybe sometimes if you get a reading and someone reads you, whether it's astrology or palmistry or whatever, some of the gifts they talk about can be kind of dormant. Mm. Like they can come later in life, they can come through a name change, they can come through a trauma. But like sometimes I think I have discounted certain things I was told in readings because I was just not there yet or yeah. I didn't have like the name set up that would support that. And that's also like a name change. There is not just one new numeroscope mm. based on people's wishes and goals. We might go in a different direction. And when we name businesses, your number one thing for a business is it needs to make money. If it doesn't make money, I'm not sure it's a business. Yes. Sometimes I have to remind myself that too. If it doesn't make money, then it's a hobby mm. or a fun thing to do. Or maybe a connection point for you. Maybe it's a playground, but if it doesn't make money, then it's not really a business. Mm. So when I look at businesses, I look at them more as tools. They don't really have karmic journeys or spiritual destinies yeah. or weird connections to, you know, they don't have soulmates or twin flames or anything like that. Businesses are just businesses. So it has to fit your base number. You should have a tool that fits your hand and then it should be able to make money. Now, what you do with the tool, like, you know, I have done that, given people wonderful, you know, formation dates and and numeroscopes for their new business. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take another course. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's ready when you are. Yeah. You know, I usually do that very open-ended. I also really recommend to really question when you enter into business if you're going to use your own name, maybe that's going to be more known than your business name, mm. then just we can still have a business name, but then maybe we pick something more general. So it's more an umbrella yeah. thing that could maybe hold more things. Mm. So like Sophia does astrology mm. is kind of limiting, but you know, Sophia Pell is limited yeah. or Sophia. Yeah, yeah. I have a separate yeah. company name, which I haven't done yeah. the numerology yeah. on. Oh, you should. You should. You probably have recreated some things. Yeah. But also, I want to say, I, I have some people, you know, who download my resources and get very sad because they're like, oh, I have a name that's not so great and I named my business something that's not so great and, and it's all true and everything is not so great. Mm. To which I say, wonderful that you recognize that what is here is actually true. Mm. And wonderful that you found someone who could potentially help you with changing these things. Yes. So numerology should never be something that makes you afraid or sad mm. it is okay though if it makes you evaluate yeah. and reevaluate maybe your situation because i feel like that's also again 
I don't think I would have become a numerologist if there wasn't the practical aspect of being able to change people's names. Yes. Because I really want people to take action. It is the only thing that has changed my life. It's the action part of things. It's all well good and mm. to read and meditate and those are wonderful things, but it's usually actions that really change your life. So yeah. also with naming things and, and, you know, we get into it like pricing and what to price things. And people get very excited about angel numbers. Ooh, I want it to be like three, three, three or seven, seven, seven. And I'm like, okay. That's not so great in numerology, actually. But if you do that, then, you know, we have to explain it. Well, you know, sometimes it's also like you can sell almost anything if you explain what it is and why you're selling it. Yes. So give me a good story about why, why does this really need to be priced at 777? Hmm. Is it because you're a seven? Ooh. Yeah. Is it because it spoke to you? Is it because it came to you in a dream? I would like to know about it. Mm. Not just because, ooh, 777, it's an angel number. I just wrote a book about angel numbers. I'm into them. Okay. But sometimes we have to be practical. Yeah. There's a reason why people price the things the way they do, like on a more broad and mainstream level. There's a reason why things are 999 and 995 and stuff like that. Mm. Yes. Is there a good number for pricing? Anything with five. Anything, Anything with, with five. five. Five is connected to like Mercury okay. and pricing things, sales. I mean, it's also, you can see it. Why are things priced just below a whole number? So things are yes. 9.95 or 9.99 instead of just 10 mm. or 100. Like the psychology yes. of our brains go, ooh, it's not the Ooh, next it's number. Only. Yes. Yeah. It's not it's not two thousand dollars. It's only one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yes. Yeah. And it's better, I will say, because nine is the end of things. So yes. often when there's nine in a price, we feel like we get all of it. We feel like, oh, if I pay a hundred and ninety nine, I get all of it. Where 200, it's a, it's a new thing, it's a new number, it's a new level, and we feel like, oh, uh -huh. I need those five cents taken off. And the best thing is if a, if a number can end on five, because okay. that feels good to our brain. That is like the middle of things. And five is just, if you're going to pick an angel number for a price, I really love five, five, five. Ooh. Way okay. more than seven, seven, seven. Okay. <laughs> the more you get sensitive to the numbers, the more you can see why 187 is a weird price mm. and 185 feels nicer. It's okay if you listen now or you watch now and like you're like, it doesn't feel any different to me. But I would, I would tell you that like if, if you went into a store and everything was like 153 and 187 and 22, you'd, you'd be a little like, who priced this? What? This store yeah, feels a little this weird. This feels odd. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really good to know. <laughs> like because I'm often telling my clients, okay, sit with the price because people have an idea in mind they often want to use like you say the angel numbers but I often find I'm like that just doesn't feel right there's something off in that number what is wrong with the number and that's just a beautiful thing to just kind of go wait a minute there's probably a reason that that number doesn't feel right how can I make this feel more complete or make it to a nine or make it a five I play with this in my own business like if I have to create a higher ticket item and I know that if I do that I probably need to create also a payment plan mm, yes. then I will sit for a little bit with that payment plan and be like well what do I want to see on my statement every month like what do they want to see what would feel good in my body to say yes to 95 
feels a lot better than 115. Of course, it's a different, mm. you know, number and amount, but yeah. sometimes it feels better to pay a deposit of 500 mm. and then yes. 95 for X amount of months than it does to pay 433 as a deposit where your brain always goes, like, what, what is this is that? Ray doing? Yes. And then you're paying like 115 or something a month. So okay. this is a thing you can play around with. I do have like a teeny tiny mini course called Numbers That Sell on like how okay. to name and price things. If oh, I'm excited about this. Crash course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Numbers <laughs> yeah. that but sell But you can also, people. I mean, things that are it. hard to sell. Yeah. <laughs> things that are hard to sell. What is the blurb mm. or like, you know, what is the little thing you're telling people? Mm. What is the story? And also if the price is weird, you got to explain the weird. Yeah. It could be an opportunity to give like a little personality, but you can't have it price something weird and not explain it. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to sell. Yeah. And people are also going to quote it wrong. You're going to find mm. yourself with, with a price you don't feel good with. You're going to have trouble saying it and remembering it and like, mm -mm, don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. Easy numbers. I love that. All right. This <laughs> has been such an interesting conversation. I have loved every minute. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we will share all of your links in the show notes. And please, if you're listening, connect with Novali on Instagram or wherever you like to connect. But I think Instagram is the main place, right? Yeah, I mean, Instagram, and if you're like, hey, I want to know my number, so go to nobilywilder.com and you know, sign up for my newsletter and get that ebook. It's going to teach you about your number, mm. and that can be a really good place to start. It'd be like, brilliant. Okay. Love it. Thanks for joining me on the Cosmic Business Breakthrough. If you'd like to learn more about what I do, head to sophiapalace.com or follow me at sophiapalace over on Instagram. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment and review the show if you found it helpful and share it with a few friends. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you next time.